Are you showing up as an activator for your audience? Think about your content. Are you showing them what's possible? Do you get them excited about what things look like on the other side? And again, that's the problem when we focus so much on the pain point and their current reality and being relatable about their current experience is that we don't lean into showing them how good the other side looks like. Are you challenging your audience to think in new ways? and desire to solve their problem now. You can see that when you're painting such a clear picture of how good it gets to be on the other side of this problem that you have a paid solution to, that compelling picture is what is going to attract people who are excited and ready to invest now. High-level clients want to see that you've done it and you are doing it. And that's why, again, it's so important that our offers reflect results that we've actually embodied. Because this is where sometimes we can fall down is when we've created a promise that's so big that we're in self-doubt about whether we can actually deliver on the promise. We're surrounded with the message that entrepreneurship is the hard life, the stressful life, the burnout, hustling and pushing is par for the cause. And while scaling a business isn't without its challenges, I am passionate about showing women that we get to step into financial overflow doing what we love. I'm on a mission to not only help you scale your impact your income, but also to support you in running your business in a way that allows you to reclaim time back to spend with the people that you care about most. Join me for interviews, trainings, and musings on sales and marketing and mindset, because I'm a firm believer that our businesses grow at the same rate that we do. I'm your host, Naomi Powell, wife, mother, speaker, and business coach, and this is the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. I am so excited because behind the scenes, we are getting everything prepared for you guys to join us in content that converts. It's our nine-day program where I break down everything you need to know about calling in dream clients consistently, reliably, through your content. So if you have been hearing about Content Net Converts and are really interested in joining us, definitely head to the show notes because we have a link there to the wait list. We are going to be offering a really juicy early bird offer. So definitely join the wait list if you know that Content Net Converts is a big focus for you this year. And considering that I'm in the thick of finishing off this program, I really wanted to come on here and talk to you about this because without a shadow of doubt, one of the questions that I'm asked all the time is, how can I be using my content to attract high level clients? What do I need to be saying? What does my content need to be looking like in order to be calling in clients that are excited and full body yeses to what I have to offer? And I understand that because I remember when I was at the start of my coaching journey and I would hear people talking about the fact that selling gets to be simple, selling gets to be easy, you know, that there is an abundance of idle clients that are ready and excited to invest in what you have to offer. And it felt really far from my current reality. 
So a big part of what I'll be doing in the program or what I want to be doing today is giving you some really powerful tweaks that you could be making to your content now that I promise you will change everything. Okay. Um, So I'm going to walk through some of the biggest mistakes and what the reframes you can do look like that's really going to hit the ground running. So first things first, one of the biggest things I see a lot of service providers focusing on with their content is constantly sharing tips every day, whether that's in stories or in the feed, it's tips that are really, when we get to the bottom of it, it's about (laughs) the driving factor for us focusing so much on tips in our content is to show that we know what we're talking about. Today, that's just not enough. (laughs) Knowing what you're talking about It's just the minimum requirement. As an ideal client, if I am proactively looking for a solution to a problem, knowing, seeing that you know what you're talking about is just what I expect. That's not going to distinguish you in a crowded marketplace. Instead, yes, tips are important. And I'm not saying now that you'd have to stop showing your expertise, stop giving valuable content. But I want you to be thinking of that as the first step of entry, right? How can you be building on that? So instead of just thinking about creating content around tips, I would really be inviting you to think about how can you show your ideal clients how you think? How can you show them how you approach your subject matter in a way that's different, a way that expands them and is more aligned with the way that they want to do things, right? So you can see that somebody knows how what they're talking about when they're showing you how they're making decisions as it pertains to the subject matter that they have a service on, right? You can see that somebody knows what they're talking about and creating a desire for you to want to work specifically with that person where they're very clear on this is the way that the industry does it. It doesn't have to be that way. This is how I approach it in a way that's different, that aligns, I'm sure, with the way that you want to do things. So I'm always asking my clients, what are some of the things that you believe that go against the grain in your industry? right? The tips as it pertains to getting the results, every single service provider in your space knows that stuff and is going to be providing content around that. You want to be moving from being a commodity in a crowded marketplace for and transitioning so that your idle clients are like, yes, I can learn about branding, list building, nutrition from all of these places, but I want to learn from you. I want to be in proximity for you. You need to give them something that makes them feel confident about what the differentiating factor is. So yes, tips are great to show that you have that expertise, but I'd be really inviting you to go that next step further. How do you approach it in a way that's different, that is really going to align with the desires and the transformations and the way that your idle client wants to feel in solving this problem. Again, one of the things I'm always saying here is that in your content, you want to show and don't tell. Don't just tell me what you do that's different. 
show me. And again, when you're embodying these things, these points of differences, the transformation that your ideal client is looking for, creating content doesn't need to be heavy because you're simply bringing them along for the ride. You're documenting that per that process. And that's why it's really important to remember that a high-level client is not just paying for tips and tricks. They're paying for access to your brain. They're paying to be able to have their problems go through the lens of your worldview and your world experience. So your content needs to be showing how you think and how you think differently. So tips needs to be the foundation. How can we take that a little bit further? The second pitfall that I often see is that the content is very much based on being relatable, right? Showing that you understand the pain point. And that is definitely important. We want, we create trust by our ideal client feeling like we understand the nuances of their circumstances, right? We need to know that in order for us to confidently be able to present them with an offer that makes sense. We need to know where they are and where they want to go. But oftentimes the content stays there. And I think part of the rhetoric in the online marketing space for the last few years has been about, yeah, show them that you're relatable. Is there a vulnerable story where you can show that you were once in their position? There's something to be said for that. But I see that oftentimes what would happen is that, yes, people feel that you're relatable and you create that likability, that no factor, but the trust isn't there. Why? I've said it before and I'll say it again. People don't pay high ticket for someone they perceive as their peer. They do not pay high ticket for someone who they perceive is in the exact same position as them. People pay for proximity to someone who is living and embodying the transformation that they desire. So yes, it's important to establish that you were once in the position of your ideal client or your your existing clients today were once in that were once in those shoes, but you can see that just leaving it there does not close the loop. Okay, so you get it. That's not making me feel safe to buy because you're not proving to me what the other side looks like and that you and your clients are there. So relatability and just showing up as somebody's homegirl is not going to generate sales, especially when it's high ticket. So I want you to ask yourself, are you showing up as an activator for your, for your audience? Think about your content. Are you showing them what's possible? Do you get them excited about what things look like on the other side? And again, that's the problem when we focus so much on the pain point and their current reality and being relatable about their current experience is that we don't lean into showing them how good the other side looks like. We all know what it's like when we're in the thick of a pain point. We can't see the wood from the trees. And because this is our current reality, we don't know how good it gets to be when we are proactive and we solve that problem. And this is what touches into the thing that I'm always talking about. How can we sell from a place of desire rather than that old paradigm about always pushing on the pain point and the idle client's fears? We do this, we create a buying experience that's all about desire, 
when we're really infusing into our content, this painting the picture of what the other side gets to look like, what the other side feels like, right? So again, I want you to, I invite you to think about, are you challenging your audience to think in new ways and desire to solve their problem now? You can see that when you're painting such a clear picture of how good it gets to be on the other side of this problem that you have a paid solution to, that compelling picture is what is going to attract people who are excited and ready to invest now. High-level clients want to see that you've done it and you are doing it. And that's why, again, it's so important that our offers reflect results that we've actually embodied. Because this is where sometimes we can fall down is when we've created a promise that's so big that we're in self-doubt about whether we can actually deliver on the promise. If you're doing it, you've done it and you are doing it, All you need to do is demonstrate that into your content and it makes it safe for your idle clients to buy. They're not second guessing whether they can get results and you're activating them. That's where you really start attracting people who are like full body yeses to your offers. And this ties really beautifully into the next point, which is about overcoming this fear of celebrating where you are. I cannot... I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had recently with clients and students who are like, oh my God, you know, I, yes, I've been doing all of these amazing things in my business. I've been getting these amazing results in my clients, but I'm afraid of putting it out there because I don't want people to think that I'm full of myself. I don't want people to feel triggered by what I'm sharing. I don't want to basically seem like I'm a show off. And I get it. But this is again where the strategy and the mindset work needs to come in. And I'm always I'm always really encouraging my clients to dig deeper. Where does this fear of people perceiving you as being full of yourself come from? And oftentimes it's like a childhood experience of where they've been called out, where it's been something that they've been really good at and they've been shamed for being really good at it. And I had to do a lot of work on this too. And I realized that I'm not going to make myself feel small, shrink, in order to make other people feel comfortable. Because oftentimes when we've been shamed around being good at something, it's often because us being good at something is triggering something in somebody else. And there's a difference between being good at something and making others feel bad, that's something completely different. But why can't, uh, the fact that being full of yourself or being confident is a, is an insult. (laughs) Just, just think about that. Why should I not be confident? I want to see other women who are stepping into their power unabashedly, right? So there's some inner work that needs to be done there. Perhaps you've been triggered by people celebrating in the past. So you're projecting that onto your audience because you felt a way seeing other entrepreneurs who are maybe doing some of the things that you want to do and that's triggered you. 
now you're afraid of really celebrating some of the results that you are achieving that your ideal clients would be so excited and activated to see because you're projecting onto them that they're going to feel as triggered as you once were. So can you see what I mean when I say that we have to do the work first? And when we free up some of those beliefs, we no longer project them onto our ideal clients. So think about it. Have you shamed others for celebrating? Have you had it in the back of your mind? Like, oh, they feel so full of themselves. Who are they to be sharing all of this kind of stuff? Or it's, you know, for me, especially coming from the UK where we don't talk about money, we don't talk about any of those things. I had a lot of shame that I just, again, buying into other people's stories about what is okay to share. It created a lot of resistance for me about celebrating my wins. So what does that look like for you? What is the block that's stopping you from celebrating? Because we've already established that you've you've done it and you are doing it. Your current reality, the results that you have and the results that you consistently get your clients is the dream transformation for the people who are looking at you and, and deciding whether they want to move forward with investing in one of your your offers. If you don't tell them, if they don't know that you've done it, that you're doing it, that you're facilitating it for other clients, how are they going to be excited to buy? How are they going to be safe to buy and feel confident that you can deliver on the promise when you are not sharing it? Again, nobody knows how good your service is until they've bought it. So the best marketer will always win. The person who puts it out there consistently and makes those results out there. (laughs) Again, we talk about offer awareness. We need results awareness. The more that people are seeing those results, you can see that every time we present a new offer, it becomes a no-brainer. It becomes an easy yes to the people who are consuming our content and are already in our ecosystem. And we also need to remember that if we're doing all the right things, we're building our audience all of the time too. So it could be that those people who've been consuming your content for the last two years, they know some of the results that you're getting. But I should know that as somebody that's new to following you because you're showing these wins and you're celebrating your clients all the time. Those results need to be front row and center because the more they are, the easier I will feel as your prospective client to say yes. And again, just going back to that point about the fear of triggering people, I want you to really sit down and think about the type of client you are trying to call into this offers. Are you trying to call in somebody who is triggered by what you're celebrating, whether that's your wins or your client wins. No, you are here to call in empowered clients, high-level clients. Those are the clients that want to be inspired. They want to see what's possible. They're not triggered. And it's not that those people who are triggered are bad. It's just they're not yet ready they're not yet your idle clients. And I've had this where people have said to me, like at one point, like I had to stop following your content because it was triggering me, but I went away. And a lot of the things that you were saying was kind of playing on my mind. And now I'm in so much more of a better space to really hear what you're saying. And now instead of it triggering me, it really activates me. 
want to quickly pause today's episode to talk to you about Grow With Intention. We have transformed our membership into an incredibly powerful six-month coaching program designed to help you build your heart-centered business to six figures in a way that truly supports your life and not the other way around. Grow With Intention is for you if you're a coach, consultant, or expert ready to go from overwhelmed in your business and uncertain of your path to aligned in your strategies and clear on your future. All within a supportive, no-fluff container designed to grow your business without sacrificing your boundaries or your lifestyle. Less theorizing, more intentional action, total expansive growth. So to learn more, visit the show notes for all the details. And that's okay. But you can see I'm not going to stop sharing because it's triggering something in somebody else. Your high level clients are ready. They're inspired by that. So we want to make sure that we're putting that content front row and center. Another thing (laughs) is approaching our content from a place of overcoming objections. And again, I think there's a time and a place for this. In past podcast episodes, I've spoken about the fact that your content should be a place where you overcome objections at scale rather than waiting to be on a sales call to overcome some of these objections. But I want to have a caveat for that and give a little bit of context. When I say overcoming objections, I'm saying creating content at scale, right, that everybody sees, that explains and shows why your offer is best in class, why you are the obvious choice. And again, that goes to my earlier point about you showing why and how you approach your subject matter in a different way, that type of content, as opposed to it proving, you proving why people should be investing. So the content that I'm (laughs) recommending that you avoid are the types of content like posts about why your, your followers should be investing in something like this, how to choose a service provider like you, Why does this content not convert? Because remember, buying is so emotional. Yes, they may find a carousel post where you're breaking down how to choose a branding expert like you, valuable. They may even save that post. But what they'll do is they'll use that advice and apply it to a service provider that actually makes them feel something Buying is emotional. And I think this is where following the data can, the data can be skewed. We can say, okay, I'm onto something because I'm seeing a lot of people are saving that post about how to choose a branding expert. So I'm on the right track. No, they've saved that post, but that doesn't mean if they're not in your DMs inquiring, if they're not booking a call, then that content is not converting for you. They're finding it valuable but they're using it in making a decision with the service provider that makes them feel something, that does all of the things that I've spoken about, that activates them, that gets them excited, that makes it safe for them to buy. Remember, your ideal client, this high-level client that you're trying to bring into your most high-ticket offer, 
they already know that they have a problem. They're ready to solve it. And they're now in the, in the stage where they're just looking for the right person. They're looking for the person that they're like, yes, you are the obvious choice. I want to learn from you. I want you to help me solve this problem. They need to feel that connection. They need to feel activated. So simply creating content, explaining why people should invest in something like this is not actually speaking to the client that you're trying to call in. Your ideal client, that high level client, they know that this is something that they should be investing in. They are actively looking for a solution. And they're looking for a solution that makes sense for them, that aligns with them. And price isn't always the number one factor there. So again, when you're creating this types of content, I want you to be cognizant. Is this content based on fear? And am I actually creating content that talks to the people that I'm trying to avoid rather than the high level clients I'm actually trying to call in? And I really want you to take this point to heart about the difference between content providers who just give helpful information compared to the ones that actually make people feel something. Think about ads on TV. We remember the ones that evoke an emotion. There's a reason why they spend millions and millions getting the best creative minds around the table to come up with these storylines for these adverts that will make us remember and evoke an emotion. That's why connection is so important. It's not just about pushing out facts, pushing out quick tips, right? It's about creating the types of content that makes them feel something. And again, when we're really creating content that speaks to the transformation and the desire, you can see that that's the type of content that they're going to remember. And again, Creating this type of content does not need to feel overwhelming. When you are embodying that, you are simply bringing them along for the ride. Your life, your embodiment, the work that you do every day for your clients becomes your walking billboard. And this is why the embodiment piece is so important. If you're doing this and facilitating this, your everyday work is your walking billboard. You just need to create content that brings them along for the ride. Okay. And again, when you are creating content with this empowered client in mind, you don't have to fall into the trap of going into mothering energy in your DMs or convincing energy. I see this all the time (laughs) where where people will say to me, oh my God, like I feel like I end up coaching or consulting in the DMs, right? Somebody inquires and you go into convincing mode, you go into fear mode, you're justifying the price, you are over explaining everything in the program. Why do we do that? We do that because again, We are disempowering our idle clients. We assume that people don't want it, (laughs) that people, there's no one in your audience that can fully get behind the price. We assume 
that they're going to have tons of questions, tons of of objections. So before they've even said anything, we go into over-explaining mode about the program. We go into over-justifying mode. We go into explaining, convincing mode. Can you see, again, the way that we're approaching these conversations comes from a place of having a disempowered client in your mind rather than the high-level client that you say that you want to call in. This is your opportunity to show confidence around what you have to offer and own it, right? Again, being the empowered service provider so you attract empowered people. So when somebody asks you like, hey, this sounds really interesting. I would love to learn more. You can say, you can say, that's really awesome. Here's the link. And I know when I say this to clients often, they're like, oh my God, does it get to be that easy? And again, it's because they've told themselves that selling has to be hard. It can't be as simple as me just literally sending them the link. And again, this is where we can go into self-sabotaging um, activities where we'll start to send them, for example, to an opt-in, that they have to watch our free workshop. They have to opt into our, our free challenge in order to buy, right? And the re- I always say, but why, if they're saying, putting their hand up and they're saying they're interested in your DMs, why are you sending them to your work free workshop? Why are you sending them to an opt-in? And again, it's because it's underlying belief that it doesn't get to be that easy, that people aren't already just completely bought in because you've created such compelling content that it's as simple as I'm in, send me the link. So we give them all of these artificial hoops to, to, to jump through because we are trying to work hard to justify the sale. Because we think that, again, making the sale has to be hard, that we have, to, in order to be worthy of it, we have to work really hard. Again, when you've created magnetic content, these high-level clients already know you, they already like you, they trust you, they know that they want in. So again, they don't have a million questions, they just need the link, <laughs> When we're showing up consistently, when the offer awareness is there, it's so easy for people to say a simple yes. So reflect, where are you making it harder than it needs to be? Where are you making assumptions about the people who are raising their hands and going instantly into over explaining it and making it far more difficult than it needs to be? This is the time where you need to be the empowered service provider and truly own that you've had, you've created something that people desire and want to actually buy. Okay. So now into my last point, and that is evolving what you are talking about. Are you talking about the same thing? So I want you to really reflect on your content over the last month, for example, are you giving your audience a reason to continue following or have you been talking about the same thing since the moment you started your business? Are you evolving? Do you actually have new things to share or are you just doing the motion? 
Our content pillars should constantly be evolving as we are. Remember, high-level clients want to hire someone who is constantly evolving. Are you doing that? Are you showing that? Are you showing that you have a pulse on things? Are you showing that you're layering in more depth, more modalities into the way that you get your clients? Because there's one thing that is true no matter what niche that you're in. And that is that change is the only constant. So we want to be demonstrating to our idle clients that we're constantly evolving and moving with the times. And on the other side, when we're so activated by our own growth and evolution, it shows. We bring that magnetic energy to our content So again, by going first, by prioritizing our own evolution, we inspire others to do the same. It's funny, I had someone comment on one of my posts and again, she was like, yeah, I hadn't seen your content for a while and I came back and oh my God, like you've left, like the things that you're talking about, it's so exciting. Like I can see how much you've evolved and grown And that's the point. We want to continually give someone a reason to follow. We can't just keep talking about the same things that we've always been spoken about. And again, this, this, I can kind of go off on a tangent here, but it's the same thing when another question that I often get answered is like, how do I get clients to re-sign? If you haven't evolved, we're not giving them a reason to (laughs) re-sign. Why do they want to continue to be in proximity with, with us, right? The more we evolve, the more people want to follow along, the more people want to stay in various containers, the more, the bigger the problems that we're solving. So again, we have the next offer for them that's meeting them where they are, right? Because we're a few steps ahead. So we're constantly solving new problems for them. But just showing up in that energy where we're just excited by our own work, that is magnetic. So when we're in that space, people want to follow along. People want to learn from us. People want to be in proximity with us. People want to be in that energy. They cannot look away. That's when we all have those people where we're always excited to see them (laughs) in the stories, like at the front of our stories, right? They're always sharing things that we want to screenshot because we want to come back to. We're constantly saving all of their posts. How could we do that if they're talking about the same things that we've heard them say 101 times? The more invested you are in your own growth, not only will selling in your content become so much easier, but again, your profit will increase because the lifetime value of your customers will grow. I promise you that's been one of the biggest things, the biggest factors that have boosted our lifetime value of each of our customers. Because I'm constantly following my curiosity and always thinking, how can I step into greater mastery? I'm so excited, genuinely, when I come on my context. I feel like I have so much to share and I'm just getting better and better and better so I can solve more problems for my existing audience so they have a reason to stay. They're asking me, what's the next thing? They're curious. Oh, I saw that you were doing that. I want to learn that. So when you look at your own content, 
Go back and look at your stories at the end of the day. Watch them. Do you feel energized watching you? Do you feel bored? (laughs) Do you feel bored by your content? And also be cognizant of where you're saying, telling yourself that I can't show up magnetically in my content because of quarantine, because I haven't got my hair done, because my kids are home. Being magnetic in your content is an everyday decision. It's an everyday decision. And that's where I can often see where people's income can plateaus because they wait for themselves to feel energized. They wait for themselves to feel motivated. They wait for something miraculous to happen for them to be excited. Those entrepreneurs who make money every day, who have people excited for every single thing that they're creating, who show up magnetically online, whether they're in a sales mode or not, are those who, when they're offline, are creating businesses and lives that are just so exciting for them all the time. And it's not that it's just landed on their their, their lap. They're proactively creating it. They're proactively looking for things in their industry that they can continue to learn. So they're constantly turned on by their work. They're creating a life that they love. So they're coming from with that energy into their content. It's not something that just passively comes. It's an everyday choice to be excited and engaged with their work and their lives. And that's why they show up consistently from that place and their income reflects that. It's a daily choice. So again, I want to go through those points again. So not just staying in relatable content, transitioning that into the desire, the transformation and showing up powerfully as someone that your idle client wants to calibrate to. You're showing them how good it gets to be on the other side, just by your own embodiment and the results that you get every single day for your clients. Two, moving away from this fear about celebrating, fears that you can trigger people, fears of being perceived as being full of yourself and truly owning it, truly owning what you're doing for your clients and letting it be known so that the people that want those kind of results know that you're the person that they can go to and feel really safe to invest in. No more playing small to make other people uncomfortable. Next, not simply overcoming objections not creating content to convince people about why they should invest and things like that. Instead, giving them something to calibrate to, showing these high-level clients how you think in your content. Again, rather than just giving tips, tricks, convincing, no. You show them your worldview. You show them the high standard that you approach your subject matter the thing that you have a solution to, you show them that. Again, you show and don't tell and you simply bring them along for the ride. You lean into the things that you believe that go against the grain of your industry, the things that establish you as an authority that move you out of being a commodity in a crowded marketplace to being the obvious choice for the people that you are destined to work with. 
Next, we spoke about moving away from the convincing energy, the mothering energy, the constant following up, the over explaining, the justifying the price. When we feel like we're over explaining, it's often because we're compensating for the fact that we haven't positioned our offers as the obvious choice in our content. When we are doing that consistently, when we are sharing the tangible results that we deliver, when we are creating content that makes somebody feel something, we don't have to over-explain. For those people who you are destined to work with, those high-level clients, it is so easy for them to say, yes, we don't need to create lots of hoops in order for them to buy. Again, that was the next point. We don't need to make it harder than it needs to be. When we're showing up in our content in all of this, these ways, selling gets to be light. It gets to be easy. It gets to be a pleasurable experience for your buyers and a pleasurable experience for you. That's where you step now into the energy of receiving. You've done the work in being really proactive and intentional about the content that you create. Now you get to receive and you block that when you go into convincing energy and can often you know, turn off the people who were totally ready to invest. And then finally, we spoke about you evolving, you growing and bringing that excitement back into your content, that magnetic energy into your content, being the type of person that somebody wants to follow, that somebody wants to be in proximity to right? Content that when you look at your own content, you feel energized by what you're saying. These are the things that really make the difference between creating content where you're just ticking the box and saying, okay, yes, I've posted something in the feed today. Yes, I posted something in stories. And then transitioning into content that actually generates sales. That's the difference between just being a content creator and being a business. Content marketing in the context of your business is content that inspires people to take an action. And these small tweaks, if you were to really lean into that, I promise will make such a big difference in your conversion. And ultimately that's why we use our content, right? Because we know that the transformation is in the transaction. All of the, the, the tangible results that we've been sharing about are on the other side of our services because our services are the vehicle to that. Okay, I'm going to stop there, my friends, but I hope today's episode has been really helpful for you. As always, I love continuing these conversations over on Instagram. I am just at the lifestyle edit. And don't forget to head to the show notes to get access to that link to join the wait list for grow with, for grow with intention for content that converts. This program is going to blow your mind. So until the next episode, have a wonderful rest of the week and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next one. This episode of the show is brought to you by Offers That Sell, our free online workshop that walks you through exactly how to consistently attract ready-to-invest dream clients your way without working yourself into burnout. 
Because let's be honest, client delivery is the easiest part. It's everything else your business needs, the marketing, the strategy, the sales. So if you're feeling like you're doing all the things, but no matter how much you work, no one's responding to your content, much less booking out your offers, my friends, it is time to change that. You may have had some luck signing a few clients, but luck isn't what you're about. You want consistently booked. You want to be getting your work out into the hands of the people who would be best served by it. You want your business to feel like yours, and this workshop will show you how. So head to the show description to secure your place. So that's it for this week's episode of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. You can download more episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review or recommendation. It's the number one way for us to share these stories and insights with as many creative female entrepreneurs as possible. And don't forget, all the information on how to join the TLE community is in the show notes or simply head to thelifestyleedit.com to sign up. Yeah.